Welcome to Roll Initiative, Claw and Order, Special Cryptids Unit. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brian, and I'm doing weird pauses. Hi, Brian. Just to throw off everyone's timing. Great. And now I'm done. Mike, feel free to introduce yourself. Oh, you went top to bottom. Okay. I did not yep. realize that. Sorry. Sorry, you uh, thought you meant I, whoever's like, the top goes first. Mm. <laughs> yeah, anybody who's a top go first, and if you feel like you're a bottom, go last. <laughs> I figured out. I figured out. I figured. I, I think. I figured out how it works. The the ordering. It's the yeah. It's like if last, you're a, if you're a big if big one's a bear, an otter is a skinny one, but they're small but hairy. The, the 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 last person to join is the one right below the host. That's why. That's why. What if I'm like? What if I'm like short but hairless though? Ah. Uh, you could be a twonk. Who's a twonk? <laughs> Mike, introduce I... yourself for the love of Christ. <laughs> Mike, I said it, but I got talked over. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody just needed to talk about. I... I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm Mike. That, that is all. That's all. Eric, I got you. Got you. Got to spice it up more. It's just like, hey. This is Eric here. I'm your min-maxing munchkin who always rolls poorly. Coming at you. Playing Norman, normal human. You know, you're spice. You're a flavor. munchkin. You're not a, you're not a munchkin. You're a munchkin? <laughs> min-maxing munchkin. That's what Interwebs calls people who like their characters to work. Oh. All right. Well, you yourself are a rather larger individual, not a munchkin. Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Lawrence Averline, and a twonk is a twink that is too old to be a twink anymore. Uh, so to recap, last week we had a oh god, it was so long ago now. You guys went on a tour. I was trying to remember the beginning of Gilligan's Island. Oh, uh, what's the what so were they all about? Everything's, right everything's fine. The theme song. Yeah, the theme song, the Gilligan's Island. Well, Sit you right guys went on. Everybody, shut the fuck up. Mike was about to goddamn sing it. I know, I, I'm not going to sing it, but I can say the words. Say the words, you son of a bitch. Sit right back and you hear a tale, a tale of a faithful trip. Yeah, that's it. Some, there it is. Three-hour tour. Three-hour tour. Yeah, so similarly, you guys were supposed to be on like a uh, like a three-hour maybe. Four. Uh, <laughs> all Through all of the basic sites and investigation areas on the water for the local frogmen. And you met the Clark brothers who had a boat ready for you guys. And you immediately set off after leaving Frank. And, and he was not much of a nature guy. So you guys left him behind and he went back to town to work on, work on his end of the investigation. And you guys went out with, with the Clark brothers, uh, Jim and Tim, Jim being a, uh, 
kind of nervous, highly talkative, fidgety, tall, skinny guy, and Tim being a shorter, stouter man of less words. Simple gentleman. Mikey decided to uh, link brains and get a glimpse into Tim's mind, and inside Tim's mind was very similar to what's outside of Tim's <laughs> mind. A lot of very short, quiet sentences. You guys went on your tour. Uh, first stop was a spot where a like large, almost lake monster had been seen. And with a good nature check, you were able to see the, the general uh, givings of a giant alligator or crocodile that was living in the lake. Uh, from there, they took you to another uh, sighting area. The frogmen had been seen, essentially. Uh, it was the original sighting areas uh, along the coastline. From You guys had another good nature check there, and you were able to find kind of the pathway, uh, the, the trail that the frogmen seemed to have been using to go in and out of the rivers and into the lake. A little bit further up, you guys investigated yet another area where unnatural animals had been seen in the area, large snakes, alligators, crocodiles, things that were not uh, local Ohio at all. And there you guys started to kind of run into a few problems, um, some boat mishaps, uh, some people almost fell in the water. Uh, thanks to some lucky stealth check, we didn't see Mikey uh, possibly flap his way back up onto the boat with his And then at the last investigation spot, everything kind of went to shit. Uh, there was another bad nature check. We didn't quite see everything that was coming at us. And then all of a sudden there was people in the water there was alligators in the water, and there was even a giant alligator in the water. In classic uh, Lake Placid movie fashion, the giant alligator destroyed the boat, putting everybody in the water, except for Mikey, who refused to go in the water, and instead flew above it, thus kind of uh, alerting. Well, that and uh, some people casting spells uh, kind of alerted the two brothers to the fact that you guys were not just regular agents. And at this point, they did not really give a fuck because they were in the water with giant gators. After a herring battle in which the two brothers were saved and brought back to the lakeside, to the shore, and Mikey was... Uh, I just want to point out who helped the most. Oh, uh, Lawrence did quite a bit of work in, uh, in, in helping, uh, in helping the brothers. I did as well. Now... Yeah, now to be honest, you guys kind of split it. You did um, Misty step out and uh, and then have a really good athletics check to swim back with uh, with Jim, and but, uh, and the um, silvery barbs changed barbs. the changed that, that, the crit that, that into saved, a miss. Uh, saved Tim, and then uh, and then in octopus form, uh, Norman brought Tim back to land. So you did two thirds of the work. I still helped. And then once on land, and assuming the uh, the defensive <laughs> octopus yep, yep. form, you guys were able to defeat the alligator finally, the giant one. And Mikey coming back to land did gift his ripped up jacket after having been uh, quite thoroughly by a giant croc and it having many a hole in it. He did give his jacket to uh, to Tim, and it's big on him. It basically looks regular on Mikey. Is like a full-on duster on Tim. It's like down to his goddamn ankles. He he looks like the penguin essentially now. Mm-hmm. You guys are now at the bank of the river, um, all on dry land. About what happened here? Well, that in the coat. 
Uh, but you guys are all at the last uh, investigation, essentially, area of, uh, of the trip of your three-hour tour. It is right where the police officers had seen the frogmen, the, one, the ones that were now trying to recant their tale, the sheriff and the deputy. Uh, this is where they had seen the frogmen climb over the rail and then head back into the water. If anybody wants to give me a uh, nature check, or an investigation, or even mm. an arcana, to see if you can pick uh, up after the fight the uh, the trail that you were following through can the water. I roll a survival check. For I'll take a survival. Stuff. I'll take a survival also. You want me to do it with arcana because I'm the arcana dude. I got a twenty-five on my survival check. I got a ten. Just a sixteen for investigation. All right, so we'll go with the 25 on survival. Um, Norman, as you look in the water, you can kind of see the uh, like the trail still. You guys were all kind of following a like magical trail, essentially, before that was almost kind of highlighted to you. Like through the water, you could see where like they were moving through, where magical beings and moving through the, had moved through the water and where almost like magic was flowing through the water. And now you can almost see where there is a current that flows upstream as opposed to all the other waters flowing slowly downstream into the lake. There's a current under the surface that flows upstream and you can see it flow upstream a little bit further. And then where the river kind of goes around a bend and there's almost like a, a not like a boggy area, but a little bit of like a, um, a larger, um, larger area of the river that gets a little bit more shallow and then kind of comes back in and out you see the uh the trail kind of goes off into that area and then disappears out of sight for you so you do have an idea as to where they're coming and going from for further reference and you kind of and you know where you're at because you know you're at the invest the last sighting site uh so if you needed to come back here you would know where you're coming back to, essentially. It would be a very easy come back to and go to where you were at. Uh, you do have the Clark brothers, and you've got an injured Mikey. What would you guys like to do from here? Would you like to head back into town? Uh, you could essentially get back up on the road and follow the road back up into town and kind of hope to see somebody along the way that might give you guys, that might hit you guys a ride into town. You're not super far from where you started because you guys did go out deeper than the lake and then come back in to the river. So even if you just had to walk, you're not, you're not all that you're not, you're not so far that you guys could not make it back before this, before the end of the night. Well, uh, first things first, I believe I should step out of the water. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would like to set up a campfire to dry my clothes off. All right. That sounds acceptable. Would anyone else like to dry off a little bit? But I am going to just turn to Mikey and just be like, hey, and that will be today's healing word for six hit points. <laughs> the Fonz, the Fonz heals Mikey. Give me hey. old Fonz. Oh, that's all great and all, but I believe we should dry our clothes off by the fire. We take the Clarks back into town. Then Give we'll me a... Give me a survival check for starting a fire while wet without using magic, obvious magic right in front of them again. Oh, they already know. 
Yeah, I but, guess. The, but the, but I have I have a tinder box. All right, you're fine then. Yeah, but use magic. No, I, I'll. Uh, do I use up my tinder box by using it, or does tinder box have one use? I don't know. I don't believe it's so. A single I believe use. It's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like a like a. It's a box of tinder, my man. It probably has a limit to it, but I think the game's assuming you're using so little of it that basically you could just have it in your pocket and maybe you just find some at some point. And you're just like, oh, I refill it with this stuff I found. This container holds flint, fire steel, and tinder. Yep. Yeah. Like flint and fire steel are, are not really going to run out in like any variety of timely fashion. You'll be all right. Um, you know what? We're just going to make you do Tinder checks from now on. You'll just have to check Tinder. To make sure check that, <laughs> check that I, Tinder, bro. I swipe yeah, right on Tinder, that bro. idea. I swipe right on cool. that. Excellent. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a All while. Right. What do I roll for this, though? All right. I, well, since you don't have a Tinder box, I'm not going to make you roll anything. <laughs> just swipe right, bro. All right. I, swipe, uh, I, I strike right. All right. So you uh, you take time to like assemble a little fire. Along the road there, uh, uh, along the bank there, uh, the road is up above you guys. There's a guardrail. I say we dry off. Then, sorry, oh, I'm gonna no. jump up over the guardrail and just like look around for stuff. Give me an investigation check. What are you looking for? Nothing. Apparently, <laughs> I rolled a five. But uh, I remember the story originally said someone jumped a guardrail, and I was like, wait, if we're right next to a guardrail, maybe we should like check around the guardrail and see if there's anything there. It is indeed true that this is where the frogman had jumped over the guardrail and then went back into the water. Uh, with a five, you're not really seeing a ton. You do know the story and that this area correlates well with the story. Uh, does anybody else want to hop up there and, and do an investigation? Uh, yeah. I'm, gonna I'm, dry- I'm drying my clothes by the fire. I'm going to sit with Jim Jim and Tim are, uh, are by the fire as well. 13. With a 13, Mikey, as you come up over the guardrail, and uh, I, I'd i imagine you almost kind of like flap up there instead of jumping, and you just kind of like <laughs> land gargoyle style on, oh, no. the gar- on the guardrail. No, no question about him using magic. <laughs> Not anymore. Like you said, it's all, it's all the jig's up. It's out, it's out there. You almost like land on the, guardrail, on the guardrail gargoyle style, and you look around, and as you're looking around, your your arcane senses pick up on this like this like goo slime, like that's like almost kind of like bioluminescent to you. It, like as you look at it, like your like your your ability to pick up on things that are like arcanely different than your standard stuff almost like has it like detective mode in a video game style glow. So you notice this like slime on the uh, guardrail that seems to like kind of like dried up and become like this like sticky, um, dry uh, like film on the guardrail, but still has like a slight amount of that um, that magic residue to it. And you can see there's like a large amount of it on the guardrail where you would where you would see someone maybe like sloped or slamped over the side of it um, and. With a 13, you also see, like, a couple spots of this dried substance on the road leading up to that. Somewhere in the middle of the road started secreting this kind of slimy 
substance of some variety that's now dried and climbed clumsily over the rail down to fell down to the ground and then disappeared into the water that's kind of like the patterning of the slime all right i'm going to convey this to them and hey. <laughs> hey. got something over here can somebody get like a sample uh like a sample container oh yeah i i pull out a thing to collect samples with I'm a responsible agent. I assume I have like a pair of gloves I can slap on and just like a little thing to and some tweezers. That sounds like something Norman would have. Looks like we got some sort of trail here leading into the water. Glowy, sticky, you know, standard weird stuff. What is this? Room Raiders? Sort of a black light in here. Whoa. <laughs> it is blue and glowy. It's all come. It's all come. <laughs> well, that's unsettling. All right, take, don't don't get a sample anymore. That's fine. <laughs> it's too late. I already have the sample. The lab's gonna take a look at this and tell us that. Consider it a prank on the lab, guys. It's not frog cum. I'm sorry. <laughs> or I'm Consider not, not real sorry. science. It's not frog cum. Everybody, calm down. Um, oh. we have a sample. We have these people that we should probably get out of harm's way. Should we go back and then try to make it back here and search around for the frogmen? Do we want to maybe wait and see if they come out at night more often? Uh, I say we definitely get them back in town. I could use some uh, spell slots. I would like to save my arcane recovery for something more pressing. You guys see Jim over by the fire. He's just kind of like huddled over. He doesn't have a sweet new coat. He's just kind of wet, kind of dry, trying to dry off. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. If you guys could walk back to town with us, that'd be great. We are like really at a frog, like a frog hot spot right now. And I would really prefer not to run into like one of these like frog dudes when it's just me and me and Tim. I know he's got a sweet new coat, but I just. I, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not what you guys are. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not the guns. Ah, uh, yes. My, uh, my metaphor is, is, is standing strong. I love it. I mean, we are here to encounter them, but I guess we do got to get these guys back. Yeah, we know where to go from here. And, you know, some are, are some frogs are nocturnal, right? By like, neural. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're. I mean, yeah. Well, it's just a theory, but. Oh yeah. If we're not seeing them <laughs> running around during the day. Maybe they come out at night. The freaks come out at night. Freaks come out at night. Um. So you guys would you guys gonna pack up camp and uh, and head back into town with the Clark brothers? You guys, you, you guys do know that like uh, Frank Zapper is is supposed to be meeting you back at like the Clark Brothers launching area where their boats are at after a couple hours after your three hour tour. Mm -hmm. So you guys probably gonna be a little bit late walking back, but can, you can I can I can I roll to uh, hitchhike? Where the wood? You want to you want to roll to hitchhike? All five of you. Uh well, you know what? Yeah. Do it. 
just, just roll. You know what? Yeah. I, I'm just curious. I just, just roll. <laughs> just see yeah. what happens. <laughs> roll. Well, give me. J- just roll a d20 luck check to see. All right. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a d20 luck check. Anything above a ten gets you a car coming down the way. Anything above a fifteen gets you two cars coming down the way. So it'll get you two chances. Okay. Uh, somebody blow up my dice for me. Hachu. One of Ryan's cats. 16. <laughs> All right. All right, 16. You're going to get two shots at this. Two different cars are going to come by. Um, they're both going to be trucks, so they will both have the capacity for you guys. I need two. Give me oh. one persuasion check. Oh, hang on. Let me at least talk to him first. Yeah. No, gonna... no, no, no. There's no talking. I just need you to give me your best hitchhiking thumb. Maybe a little bit of leg possible with a very seductive persuasion with, check. With persuasion? Okay, fine. Yep. This is 12. 12 is not going to do it. Second truck. The first truck just goes on by. Just sees a wet, hairy guy. Mm. Mm. Can I do anything? Would you rather do a performance? <laughs> I can't do performance. I'm going to set. Uh, I'm not very good at deception either. All right, your persuasion check might be your best one then. Uh, it is definitely 13. A 13. Uh, it's not going to do it. You guys are walking back. All right, okay. I wild shape into a squid and I swim us with my uh, 60 foot swim speed through the water back. You're just going to drag four people through the water back? That's the plan. You got. You guys walk. can walk back. You, you'll be you'll be back. You'll be back by you guys will be back by like nighttime. <laughs> Norman is always on time for his shift. I wild shape into a squid and drag giant octopus and drag us through the water. <laughs> is that big enough? I don't know. I walk. <laughs> I can see Lawrence putting like his hands in his pockets and just doing like that slow guy walk all by himself. I'm, I'm, I'm doing I'm, I'm doing the, the no, I tried off the fire. Try. <laughs> I yeah, I, I dried off by the fire. Um, right, no, yeah. I'm I'm doing the the Hulk TV show where every ending <laughs> credits is him, just him walking into the distance. <laughs> and he every time a car passes by, he sticks, sticks his thumb out, and nobody stops for him. So he turns nobody into the Hulk and kills someone. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No, it's very sad piano music. All right, via combination of uh, walking a lonely road. And an octopus dragging everybody back through the water after they dried off. <laughs> can I ask Jim and Tim not to go with him? I mean, yeah, you can ask him. I, I, I don't think he's going to kill him. He did, he, he did help Wait, save them. I, I'm definitely not going in the water. I feel like that was established. Yeah, I want to ask. Yeah. Hey, Jim, Fine. Tim. I'm leaving everyone to... behind, and I'm swimming ahead so that I'm personally not late for the meeting, and you can all just fucking get there when you get there. I'm an octopus. <laughs> Deal with it. I don't consent. He doesn't consent to this octopus rape. I just wanted to grab everyone of my tentacles. And then pull them into water. Sounds like a bad. This sounds like a bad anime. Yeah. Slash hentai. I'm actually gonna flip open my book and Winston. Um, I'm gonna need you. (laughs) Eh, Yeah. Oi. Oi to you too. Um, there's a meeting I'm gonna be late to. I need you to be my stand-in representative. You need me to well fly ahead. Yeah. 
none of the word, and he's gone. He flaps back real quick. He's like, where, 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 where am I going? Uh, where? Uh, are we going to Frank Zapper's office? You guys are supposed to be meeting back at uh, at the boatyard. Oh, at the boatyard. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, thank you, voice bo- in the sky. He's gone. <laughs> he hears. He he somehow heard the narrator and he flies away. Something funny about asking you to asking you to ask me to tell me where we're going. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's the art. That's the art. That's the art of podcast DMing. <laughs> um, all right. So, so your book and a giant octopus gets back to, gets back to the boatyard. I just I, I have the mental image of like uh, of like um, Norman like cresting the water. He like goes down real low, gets a bunch of speed, and like shoots out of the water near the dock as a giant octopus like tentacles flapping in the air. <laughs> <laughs> And like, and like transformed really grotesquely back into a man and like lands on the top superhero style, like on one knee. And then like looks up and like Frank Zappers just kind of like leaning against his car, like up in the parking lot. He like had just watched you like octopus out of the water into a man. I was just like, yeah, okay. All right. Don't see that every day, but we did see it. Never gonna not see it again. I mean, that's just how you get around in these parts. It is not how everyone gets around. Really? It just seems super convenient. Not everyone. And then as you say that, like this like floating, flying, mildly uh, ethereal book flapping into the picture through the trees and into the clearing around like the boat, the boat yard. See, and just kind of like, Oh, here for the meat, mate. Frank just like closes his book that he was writing in. And just like, it's like, it's going to be a weird couple days. Uh, and then you guys, <laughs> and, and then, and then, and then congratulations. You, you guys got there first. You're still stuck waiting for the other three guys that are walking. <laughs> uh, can we, can we teleconference through my book? I would like to actually just sit there and talk to, to Winston without him being there and just get to know the other guy instead. All right. So so while you guys are still walking there, there'd be no teleconferencing. There's no fucking Zoom meetings. All right. <laughs> if you're going to keep sending him the spy on hey, the spy him by talking to him instead of you. Frank, Frank, Frank like walks down, down towards the dock in the boatyard where you and Winston are. The, uh, and he's like, he's like, all right, you're a floating book. Got it. Like, writes down a few things. He just kind of, like, looks up at Winston and, like, jots down a few notes about him. Uh, Winston, not Ulysses. And uh, and then, like, looks over at you and he's like, all right, octopus guy. Got it. Possible octopus. All right. Um, oh, it's just part then, of my religion. Part of his religion. Got it. Um so, uh, how'd the boat tour go? I guess I feel like maybe not great considering you came back as an octopus and I haven't seen you. Uh, you're a book. You're a book. You're a flying book. Yeah, he's the book that hangs out with that uh, the fuzzy guy. Oh, yeah. I'm a spell book and I'm here to proxy. So what do you got to say, Bookman? 
because you also have a book and I'm a book. Frank, Frank looks over at the two of you guys and he's like, all right, well, um, I guess the boat tour didn't go great. Um, I do have uh, hotel accommodations for you guys uh, if you wanted to uh, crash for the night. Um, and then we do have uh, the sheriff that we can go talk to if you guys still feel the need to talk to the sheriff um, who has been recanting his story. And we still have the I uh, still have an interview lined up for you guys if you want with the kids of um, Mr. Holland, the first uh, sighting of the Frogman. So it is uh, really up to you guys what you would like to do. Um, I am just here to help you guys out. Uh, if you'd like, I can take you guys to the hotel when I guess it's not just the couple of us. I will wait for uh, the other guys, perhaps. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess we can wait for them. So, Winston, what's your deal? I, we, we haven't really... Actually, I don't even know your name. Bookman. Man book. <laughs> if he's bookman, then I guess you're man book. Uh, man book. Uh, uh, or you can call me Winston. Uh, and uh, I'm a... Uh, 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 spirit focused into a spellcasting focus. Uh, lots of focus, mate. And um, kind of uh, Lawrence's um, spiritual guide, if you will, his um, his moral compass, you might say. So, were you a like it was Winston once a person, and like you're Winston's spirit in a book, or it's are... honestly tough. It's honestly tough to tell you. I feel like I've got memories, but if I was a person. Whatever curse put me in this book, I was meant not to remember who I was. And if I was never a person, I definitely have absorbed somebody's memories along the way. Uh, I believe. I know what that's like. Do you, mate? You know about... Oh, wait. Oh, yep. Yeah. I, I, I have seen you be... Oh, wait. Never mind. You know octopus things, then? I know a lot of things from a lot of times. What you is know what being you know a person? You know what I think about construction work, mate? What's that? Construction work? You know what I think about construction work? I know a lot about construction. I bet you do, mate. But can I ask you, because you're, you're questionably a person, what is being a person? I'm, I'm a fucking book, mate. I... I it, if I when when whenever I was a person, I don't quite remember being a person. So I mean, you're asking the wrong fucking book, mate. Running out of mates. <laughs> yeah, you blo you bloke. Fair enough. I am a blokey mate, I suppose. Yeah, you are. You're awfully blokey. And then oh. to save me from doing any more of this <laughs> voice. The rest of the gang rounds the corner up the road. <laughs> Winston, get back here. Oi, mate. <laughs> Let's get ready to lose it. <laughs> Can't do the accent for too long. I've been watching too much Bluey with Cameron. <laughs> so, like, so like I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the turn into like like a New Zealand uh, accent. <laughs> it's the highest rated TV show in the universe, Bluey. Are you sure you don't want to come work with us? 
Mm, had enough. Uh, I'm good. And Jim's like, and Jim's like, uh, uh, I'm with Tim. Tim's uh, Tim's right on this one. Um, really put it concisely. I'm good. I'm good. All right, because I just feel like we should just keep at least with us. Why? I enjoy his company. Oh. <laughs> you guys have lost no. Tim. I'm now yeah. sad. There's a, there's a void in my heart, <laughs> and it is rotundly shaped and makes grunting noises. Yeah, he's this frogman. He pulls his string back. There ain't no frogman. Buy it now on the merch store. Frank looks over and he's like, that is weirder than the book. Weirder than the flying book. Not as weird as the guy who was an octopus and then turned into a man. I don't know what you're talking about. Remember that boat? I, I, I have no boat money. I'm Frank Zapper. Oh, sorry. I thought they were saying that. Mm. I rescind my statement. You guys all climb into Frank's car. Frank takes you guys to the hotel and drops you off where you guys can now get a long rest. Informs that he'll be back in the morning to uh, pick you up and take you wherever you want to go. If you want to go see the sheriff and, uh, and talk to the sheriff about oh. him and the deputy rescinding their stories, or if you want to go talk to the, uh, the kids, if you want to do both, or if you just want to have him take you back to that, uh, that bend in the road so you can go up, up river uh, towards the, uh, the supposed letter of the frogman. Who's, who's doing fucking karate? It's me. Stop doing um, things. <laughs> Stop um, doing karate. Um, do we want to hang out at the? Uh, do we? Do we all have the same hotel room or something? You got you guys three separate hotel rooms because you're three adult grown men. <laughs> but it could be a logistics error. Yeah. Are you trying to snuggle? I could turn into a snuggly critter. <laughs> just I'll do it. Just just a I'll giant. Puss all like slimy. I can last for one hour before I suffocate. <laughs> that's what that's what he said. Oh. Alright, Ryan's got a weird uh or sorry, uh Lawrence, not Ryan, wink wink, has a weird uh has a weird uh thing where he wants a giant octopus to suffocate. Him. <laughs> that's not canon, but Sit on me. Um, it's not not canon either. It's not not canon anymore. Talks about uh, the beak a lot. Talks talks about the beak a ton. <laughs> I am actually strongly <laughs> anti-beak. <laughs> I thought the danger was what was um ah, never mind. <laughs> that was gonna go to a weird spot and I liked it. So Funny anyway, I'm gonna be turning into an octopus for a while. <laughs> uh, I'm not asking it just feels dirty now. You want to turn? You want to turn it like a giant river rotter? Is that what? Is, is, that's where no, we started. Snapping that, right? turtle. Oh, <laughs> no. you're right. It's he really, really, really like one with like moss all over it. It's the mossy moss. I was gator. just suggesting a get together for our characters, not a fucking. I have to cuddle something. Are you sure? Right. I mean, it no, still yeah. sounds the, the, like it. I mean, you're not really cleaning that up. The, 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 that's 
that's not a terrible idea. You guys do have three separate hotel rooms, but you guys are you guys are about to, you guys do have the ability to take a long rest now. Uh, but do you guys want to like meet up in one of the hotel rooms to like have a drink and like talk about the, mission, the case at all? <laughs> I'm definitely sitting sitting in the common area with a bottle of scotch. And the like can happen in the common the area for everyone to see. <laughs> no. Nope, Lawrence has just got a bottle of scotch loaded with Wolfsbane because Wolfman. Is it crested on top of it like it's garnish? It's like a, it's garnish, yeah. I like that. Does it hurt? Like a spray of rosemary. No, it doesn't hurt, but um, does it bane you? It definitely gets me drunk because I can't get drunk normally, unlike real life. Thank you. I don't think there's anything stopping demons from ingesting alcohol, so I'm pretty sure I'm fine. You wanna? You want some? Uh, yeah. Well, not with the fucking, not with the thingy on it. The wolfsbane. I'll actually pull out Winston and write into into him saying, uh, uh, making a note that he doesn't drink wolfsbane, uh, or. Doesn't want Wolfsbane. Weird. How's that weird? Wait. You're the only one who needs it. <laughs> this, is, this is like this is like Lawrence's really like weird paranoid thing. He's like he's like I have, to, I have to get everybody a little bit of like try to slip them Wolfsbane to see if they turn into they like like freak out and react to it. Oh, like just, to, just to rule yeah. out people being werewolves. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Ruled yourself as a potential werewolf. But the right amount just gets you drunk. Lawrence Lawrence is definitely very drunk at this point. And um he's just gonna ask um Vinny, you but your Mikey. Mikey. Hey. Do, you, do you like do you like your dad? Uh why do you ask? I I I don't know. Uh I think a lot of people hate their dads and uh, you gotta be kind of messed up to to work in a place like this, right? To work in a place like this? Yeah. Are you talking about my dad? Because he doesn't work in an organization. No, but like, did your dad make you work for something like this? Not, not like forced you, but like. What? This is like two strangely opposite dudes that aren't very bad relationship. I'm just not understanding what you're asking me. Actually, <laughs> me myself, literally. He has a bad relationship with his dad. I think he's trying to ask you, like, 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 do you have a bad relationship with your dad? Do you also like, like are you the same as me? Whereas Mikey has a very good relationship with his dad. If you do not stop fucking doing goddamn karate, I'm gonna sorry, karate chop sorry, you. Sorry, uh, it's nervous habit. Stop fucking moving, goddamn around. Uh, so, yeah. so 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 Lawrence has a terrible relationship with his dad, and I think he's like like his character is just trying to feel out. Does you do you also have a bad relationship with your dad? But but you have a great relationship with your dad. You're you and your dad are like, hey yo, what's up, Mikey? All right, let's hit the long rest then. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just I guess you just felt like you're just trying to force the thing going. I I don't know. I didn't know where to go with it. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> It's fine. Kind of collapsed. 
Sometimes things don't work. Like half of I, I feel like half of my dads are generally liked and half of them are. <laughs> I have a fifty fifty split on dads. Oh, I was actually kinda dads I've absorbed are okay. Can we actually have Norman walk in on this conversation? So you guys are having an awkward conversation where nothing's nothing's totally landing. And I'm just like standing there looking at random like picture frames and shit, and I'm just like, half my dads are decent, half of them are pretty terrible. Some of them are really good though. Fifty fifties is split on how I feel about dads. Norman. You like your dad? Uh, some of the times. You know, some of them were really great. Some of them not so much. Yeah, you say sometimes dads, dads are great, but like... Yeah, I've had experiences where, you know, one time, you know, dad was super awesome, super supportive. One time he was an alcoholic drunk. Formed my first thoughts. Uh, how, uh, how is that possible? How many dads do you have? How many dads does anyone have? One. One. And yeah, you know, one. No, that doesn't make sense. Sure it does. You just said so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, you said the opposite. You're the opposite. Opposite of what? You? Probably. Sounds like. I mean, I don't have a lot of hair, so kinda. Uh, it's okay. Okay. I realized tonight... I'm like starting it back out of the room, like holding uh, a full glass and another bottle of liquor in the other hand. And just, I'm clearly in the wrong here to hate my dad. So, wait, wait this is about that. Oh, yeah, dads, right. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not. It's a 50 50 bargain bin on which one you're going to get. Sometimes my dad was awesome and sometimes he wasn't. I don't understand what's going on. Also, so, I have like 30,000 dads or something. I don't know. Who, who's keeping track? <laughs> Wait, 30,000? I don't know. It's it's a ridiculous number to try to keep track of. Can't even remember how many years it spends. How old are you? I wonder that so often. Let's say biblical biblical terms. Oh, I met that guy once. He was pretty cool. <laughs> ACBC. Oh, that's my favorite band back in uh, <laughs> the year uh, 3500 BC. They, that was one of my favorite bands, ACBC. They were really ahead of their time. I have so many questions. Uh, none that I think can be answered tonight, though. So, well, I feel like you guys are reacting as if a lot of the things I'm saying are weird. They are. Oh, I can't answer for the goat person, but they are pretty fucking weird to me. I mean, what's weird to me is a little relative. I mean, I do only have one dad, not not that many, but uh, he is uh, Mephistopheles from a circle of hell itself. Oh, yeah, I was in a cult that worshipped him once. Oh, I'll let him know sometime. Yeah, uh, you know, real fun time, real wild time. Hang on, if I say his name, Mephistopheles, Mephistopheles, Mephistopheles. <laughs> I say it three times. 
<laughs> and try to stuff different, in the mirror. Different every time. Every yeah. time you say it, it gets, it gets more slurred. <laughs> I'm trying to summon him in a mirror. Condition Mystical. Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles. I start saying it in this. <laughs> Mistoffels. That's not, that's not how you summon a, a greater <laughs> demon. Mikey's sitting there like, man, if I could just do that, I'd do that all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, Lawrence backs out of the room uh, with his with his, uh, with his his glass and his bottle and his wolf's bane. And, uh, and you guys adjourn for the evening. Take your long rest. You guys can do your uh, – get all your stuff back you would from a regular long rest. Roll your uh, – uh, It's not rolling. It's just – No, yeah, no rolling. You, you just get it all back. Yep. You get your hit die back if you had rolled them on a short rest. Let's see. Bill Slurts. Clear features. Racial features. It's time for the interlude. It's time for the interlude. It's me and no one else. It's me for the interlude. I'm your dude. Here we go. It's time for the interlude. It's time for the interlude. It's just me and you. I'm your dude. It's time for the interlude. Hope you're having a good time. Hope everybody's enjoying the song. Everybody, let's get along. Time for the interlude. Time for the interlude. Everybody look at me, cause I'm in the nude, and it's time for the interlude. Not to be real lewd, but it's time for the interlude. I'm in the nude, it's the interlude. Not to be super lewd, I'm your dude. Interlude, time for the interlude. Interlude, interlude, time for the interlude. Golf clap. Thank you for the golf clap. All right. And now we're My back clap. from the interlude. And now we're back from the interlude. Hit me. Yeah. Wait, just wait till you listen back to it, Fry. You're, you're going to enjoy the interlude song. Nice. That was fun. All right. So you guys have long rested. Yeah. You guys have had um, an odd moment of non bonding. Uh, <laughs> just just mild, mild interrogation. It is up to you guys what you'd like to do now. You can go and talk to the sheriff and the deputy. You can go and talk to the kids of the original sighting. You can go back to the spot uh, that the boat got destroyed at and uh, continue your trail following from there. I will say uh, mechanically that talking to the sheriff and the kids uh, separately, both those will uh, assist or hinder uh, in the final battle, but it's not to like some kind of extent that you actually have to do either of them. So it's really up to you guys how you continue. All right, so back on the trail of the frogs. So we want to say F the side quest, let's kill the frog. I, I mean, what side non-lethally assist them in not being seen. I say side quest. What's the side quest? What do you mean? I uh, the uh, either the sheriff talking to the sheriff and the deputy and talking and separately talking to the uh, the kids of the original sighting 
Mm, um, uh, sheriff that's recanted a statement. And... Yep, the sheriff who's recanted a statement, uh, along with the deputy who also uh, is recanting their statement, and uh, and then the two and then the two kids of the guy who originally did the sighting or had the sighting many, many years ago. I am tempted to use the phrase post can Post can't. Post canting. Because once you recant it, then you can post cant it, and then it's been canted again. I think. <laughs> Maybe. I can't. I can't even. You can't or you recant? I I don't I can't post can't. You can't. I don't I can't I, I can't. I can't that I post can't. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. All right, my beautiful dungeon babies, what do you want to do? I mean, I'm really down for more, whatever. I can get want... more information from the. Uh, I mean, the kids are going to be easier because they're fucking kids. So it's we could get information. They're not. They're not like children. They're uh, they're like young adult. They're like they're like yeah. in their twenties. Uh, it was oh. their dad. It was yeah. your dad who saw who saw it around about twenty years ago. He's uh, no longer with us, oh. but um, Riss. but they, they essentially have like old clippings and information about his original sighting. I want to do that. I'm fine with talking to the kids. I also am interested in the sheriff, though. But I'm also torn between going back <laughs> just kill the frogs. I mean, we're gonna do that eventually, anyway. Yeah, I was just thinking this might help us because we might know more about them when we, because I don't, we don't know dick, we just know frogs, magic. I'm very confident in our ability to track them. Just going in raw dog and it blind style. I I believe we could find them. I think I think it's true. But I, I'm yeah. also down the clown because you know it's fun. All right, I like Kids. I like that it I like that it's about like years ago. It's not about a setting. I mean, a sighting now, it's about a sighting like that happened a while ago. I kind of like that idea. You like that it feels like a real cryptid quest, I feel well, like. Well, it might, it might give us like some deeper information than just, ooh, we saw it. It's more like, ooh, it, it's been from back in the day. There's a legend of a, yeah, might get some lore. Do we have to take two of them alive for that fucking guy keeping the uh, <laughs> cryptid zoo? <laughs> It's definitely something to consider. He, it, he'll be very appreciative if you give him two. The, his menagerie, Jackson. It's not the highest on the priority list, but it's uh, it's on it's on it. Yeah. Is it an it's official not, order or just like a? Well, no, under no under no circumstances is it an official order that you have to bring back two like it's Noah's Ark. No, Jackson. Jackson's just Jackson. Just himself is like. Does it brown nose me for more employee of the month points? What what is the actual order? The, the actual order <laughs> is to handle the problem. If, if if they need to be killed, kill them. If they can be brought back, bring them back. Killium sounds easier. Yeah, oh, but oh, they almost, killed you almost and... always. But like, you're not gonna get a new coffee boy if you just keep murdering all the cryptids you meet. You already cut off the arm of the uh, of the chupacabra, so he's going to have a poor time carrying more than four coffers. That one's on me. I was very assertive of being an octopus with a flaming sword, and it was just so exciting as a concept for me that I couldn't contain myself. So, like, maybe, maybe, maybe if you save 
two of the frogmen that can become like the mailroom guys. If they're in the menagerie, can they also work there? Well, I, yeah. I mean, the, 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 like. Well, like, I like, think the I, way he said it was the menagerie was like the jail, essentially. Yeah, it's essentially that's that's the ones that we can bring back alive, but they can't be reasoned with. Like some of them don't even have like a conscious, like a brain, the way that we do. Like you can't talk to them; they don't understand language. They just have to be held in a cage. And that's oh, so cage. what you're saying is I just got to level up a couple more times and cast awaken on them so we can talk. To them. Sure, that exactly. The whole but point th- is that, that, that if is we can rehab, rehab them, like, that would be great. Because oh you're my. you're the same thing as them. It's whoa, just, hey, what? So am I. Hey, whoa, look at me. I gotta go for a face. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are both freaks as far as I'm concerned. Whoa, hey. Hey, (laughs) whoa. Calm down there, Daddy. (laughs) I'm human like at least 28 days of the month. Seems like an appropriate joke right now. Seems like an aggressive aggressive percentage this early into the campaign, considering (laughs) how much time you spent as an octopus. <laughs> 85. 85 sounds better. Probably at least 70% human. So, so my percentage is higher. Whatever. It's not a race. <laughs> it was when you were winning. <laughs> yeah, now it's not because I'm losing. I don't see the problem here. All right. So, so, all right, so nobody nobody's winning the race race. Everyone loses that race. <laughs> Everyone loses the race race. Everybody roll a d20. Whoever gets the highest uh, picks what we do. 19. Oh, my God. It's going to be so hard to beat. I got a two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mikey, Mikey wins for the 19, so we're going to see the kids. We're going to talk to first. the 20-year-old people. Because we can do both. It's just, you know. Which one yeah. are we doing first? What are we doing exactly. first? You know, we could do all the side quests, guys. It's just which one do you do? First? But first, we are going to uh, go see uh, the twenty-year-old human beings. The 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 twenty-something-year-old human beings who probably <laughs> don't have daddy issues, but you can ask them. No, and they're consenting. But they have no. They do have a daddy issue. Theirs is dead and saw a frog. Ooh. And saw a frog. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was just the story? You guys showed up. It's like, yeah, he saw a frog once. <laughs> Changed his life forever. Changed his life. Totally looked at life differently after that. Um, all right, so you guys get a ride. You guys get picked up by Frank again. He's going to uh, show for you guys around town. And on the way in, he basically gives you guys like, the heads up. He's like, he's like, listen, I'm taking you guys to go see Ann and Roy. Uh, they're the Holland kids. Uh, their dad, Robert, was um, was the one who saw the original uh, frog, um, at, you know, like, what was it, 20-something years ago. Um, his was the original sighting, um, the one where he had seen, like, three of them on the side of the road, and they seemed to have, like, as he passed them, they were in, like, a formation, and they had, like, wands or some stuff like that. They'll be able to tell you more about it, um, but... He did. He passed away a few years ago. Um, he got he got sick later in life. It seemed like uh, like he never really shook the uh, the sighting after he'd seen them and told people about it. Uh, but uh, we are 
here we are. So you guys, uh, they're uh, they're they're just in the house there. I, I called ahead. They should have some of the uh, the stuff set up. So you guys get out of Frank's car, and you you look at this like it's a small rancher, uh, not a very large house, just the one story, very modest, not some kind of like large famous monster sighting person's house of any variety um looks like they looks like they have a very modest way of life um some might call it uh poor but you know not necessarily they're not like living in slums or it's not like everything's torn down it's just you know things very plain and not very expensive it seems the rich in character rich in character rich in family Poor in uh in belongings, uh, so, poor in the way that matters. Poor, poor in all the things that matter. Uh, so you guys uh, walk up. Uh, they know you're coming. Uh, open the door for you, let you in, and they take you into um, like directly like as you walk in the front door, you're basically like, in a living room where they have like on a on a large table like sprawled out a bunch of like newspaper clippings, uh, pictures, drawings, like pencil renderings and stuff like that. And then um, a few other uh, items that you guys can't quite yet identify, some stuff in boxes and such the like. Roy introduces himself first. His uh, sister's kind of like quietly like standing behind him with her arms kind of like pensively crossed, uh, kind of like looking down at the ground, not quite looking up at any of you guys. But uh, Roy introduces himself, and he's like, like uh, "How you guys doing? Uh, I'm um, I'm Roy. This, this is my sister Anne. Thank you guys for coming by. I guess um, not many people take uh, all this stuff with my dad very seriously. It's nice when people uh, generally want to know um, or actually put any kind of like credence in in." in his uh in his sighting so uh so we don't we don't we don't mind like talking about it and keeping dad's dad's legacy alive yeah we want to know what your dad saw we're, we hear some a lot of crazy things about these uh frogs glowing things uh uh crazy wildlife what what did he uh take it take his take it from the top so Dad was, uh, he was driving home from work. He, dad was never like a drinker or he wasn't into anything like that, really. Uh, he was just, it was a late, it was later at night and he was driving home and he was using kind of a, a back road on the way home. And as he's driving down the street and it's like adjacent to the waterways, the road is, um, it's not directly on the water, but pretty close to it. And he's driving down the street. He sees like these like three figures like huddled over in the road and he like, at first is concerned because he's like, what are these people doing out late at night? And then as he's pulling up, he's kind of sees them like almost kind of like moving in like formation, almost like he described it almost like um, like a religious like swaying or like dancing kind of like um, they were all like moving together in some kind of like symbolic dance almost, but uh-huh. not like. Not like like ritualistic is kind of the way he described it sometimes, um, and then he pulls out like some drawings that his dad has. It's like three frogs, like standing upright, and they all have like almost kind of like robes 
on. And they have like these really long skinny legs and these big like stout like fatter bodies with these robes kind of hanging off of them. And these like round bulbous like little heads. Um, and they're all just kind of in like a triangle pattern. And then there's like a picture of them all like standing up and then them kind of crouching down with their arms out. And then them standing up with their arms above their head kind of in like a triangle pattern. Essentially, they just kept doing this like this like crouch and stand thing. And this is when my this is when Pops was like, you know, this is weird. This is not like regular people. And as he got closer, he obviously saw them and he made these drawings of them. But that wasn't the weirdest part. It was as he got like closer and as his lights got on them, they all turned these these wands almost like and like we've asked him a ton of times like he sure it wasn't sticks uh, and he swears up and down they were wands and the reason he said they were wands because as he was driving by they pointed the wands at him and then like the sparks shot out of the wands and he didn't stick around really to see too much of what had happened he just sped off and they like almost like he said they like turned and kind of like pursued him for a little bit like just like a few steps still shooting sparks at his car he like looked at the outside of his car and it had like almost like scorch metal like scorched like hot like like metal added to it like like almost like like he described it like my dad like worked in a lot of auto shops along his life he described it almost as like welding splatter on like the outside of his mm. car and he eventually he went back there the next day during the daytime and they weren't there but he did find this and he pulls out a box and in that box it's like a long like shoe box basically and he opens it up and you guys see in this box is a about a foot long black metal Rod. Wait, he has one, or is that a drawing? He, he no, it's it, it's an actual rod. He found this like off the side of the road in these bushes, and he picked it up. And nothing ever really. He could never get it to shoot sparks. We would come home sometimes, and he'd be out out way back. In the, we had. Way back in the backyard, we have like a little kind of like a shooting area range that he would use like to to to, to like zone in his uh, aim in his guns for hunting, and he he'd be out there with that rod just trying to shoot sparks. Huh? Can I borrow that wand for just a minute? Yeah, I would just oh. say be 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 careful with it. Um, I'll take the box and, also. And, I'll carry and, it in the boxes. And, and then you see like. And in the back gets a little nervous and kind of uncomfortable. And she dad died from cancer. And when we never really knew what gave it to him, but he did spend a lot of time with that rod, so we just don't know. We don't know. Just keep them distracted while I go behind this tree and figure out uh what what this rod is. You're you're inside the house right now. You're going to take the wand outside. Uh, outside, yes. And go behind a tree. Yes. While Norm distracts them. Yes. 
even though they've told you that you could hold the wands. All right, that's fine. Uh, give me a... Um, I attempt to do whatever celebrities are popular during this time period impersonation. Cast for my free ritual cast uh, to make it six seconds instead of an hour. Identify on this stick. All right. So I would like Norman to do a performance check for your distraction. All right. So that's my impersonation of, you know, whatever celebrity popular. (laughs) That seems like, again, such a super weird thing to do while they were just telling you their dad's Yeah, you could have just done it in the room with them. But a 19's nineteen's fine. Look, he asked for a distraction and I'm a team player. (laughs) As far as I know, Norman's going to fucking eat them. You've distracted. You know, as far as you don't know, Norman's going to eat them. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know that. You you don't know Norman ate the sheriff. All right, (laughs) fine. Yeah, you just, you just uh, didn't uh, want right. to see you cast the magic. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, yeah. So you, you didn't want to see you cast the magic. Makes sense to me. Um, Norman, uh, good, good distraction. Uh, Lawrence, give me a stealth check with advantage for sneaking out. Oh boy, that's not what I'm good at. That's well, then you should. Well, now, ben, you now you are. You're good at stealth. So you slip <laughs> out. Um, Norman and Mikey are are still in there. Um, Mikey is ten- is like attentively asking questions because um, he is generally interested. And while he's doing that, you can you slip out and you cast. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna Stand have uh, I'm gonna have Winston uh, do it for me. All right, so Winston comes out and oh, all right. Um, what you got here, mate? Uh, is this some kind of? It's definitely magic. I can tell you that. Um. One second. Why don't you just like put it inside the book real quick? And he like opens up and lays like out flat on his back. He's like, just put it right there in me belly. You do it. Yeah, yeah, I do it. All right. He like closes the pages. Like, ooh, ooh, yes, this is very magic. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. He does a he he does a bunch of weird like vibrating and humming. He's like, oh, I am identifying. I am identifying. I've asked you not to do that, please. Quiet while I identify. <laughs> Ding! Not a magic wand, really. More like a a magic item, a rod. This is a rod of a pure black ignit, and it is been charged with a spell. It seems that this one is charged with a counter spell. Oh, interesting. Why would it have counter spell? I'm familiar with the counter spell. Well, I, I, all I can do is identify it, man. I, my, I, 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 now we're going. Now we're like slipping into the, my, my New Zealand bluey accent. All I can do is identify it, right? And just like, I, I tell you what, it's a, it, 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 it's got some, it's got a small amount of counter spell charges in it. Mm. I can't tell you exactly how many, but it's not many. But it, it appears that somebody has charged this magical rod with the counter spell. All right, I'm going to walk back into the house, give it back to them, and just say that, oh, yes, um, I believe you should probably hold on to this. In the direst moments, you probably might need it. Uh, that's very useful. I know, but, we should, but also, it's, uh, yeah, no, just let, they could have it for well, right now. <laughs> well, that is evidence. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you guys going to treat this 
the, you guys treat dad's case like it's a real case, then like I wouldn't mind if you needed to hold on to the ride for a little while. I would like it returned to my family at some point. It is a it is an heirloom, but like my like my sister said, um, we are mildly nervous about it because dad did get very sick later in life. He uh he claimed to he claimed to have seen the frog guys a couple other times. Felt like he was reaching at a certain point. He never really uh it became like kind of his like pastime, his obsession, like these frog guys. After he saw him for the first time, he would spend some of his weekends out on the water, kind of looking for them. And he claimed to have seen them here and there, but he definitely like his quality of life declined sharply near the end there. And it, it did very much like the doctor said it, they, they didn't, they felt like it was cancer. They didn't know what kind of cancer it was, though they couldn't quite find a tumor on him. But he, he showed all the signs, other signs. He just got very, very sick very quickly. Um, Can I roll Arcana to see if this stick was the cause? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. 18. Oh, 18. I also Double got an 18. 18s. Double 18s. I'm going to get a 13 sleight of hand to try to put it in my pocket. <laughs> Well, they're willing to give it to you. Like, if you guys are going to take it as evidence for a case, because they believe you to be officers of some variety or um, agents of some variety, they're willing to give you the uh, the rod as long as it's like returned to them at some point. Especially, if, like, especially if you guys are going to test the rod and like make sure it's not like radioactive. I mean, I don't want it back if it's like radioactive, but like if it's safe for us to have again, it was one of the things that we remember my dad by. But again, if it's not safe, we don't need it. Uh, you guys can tell through your 18 Arcana checks that this rod is just a rod with a spell in it. Doesn't seem like it had, it, it didn't have like a spell of sickness or anything like that. It, it seems like it just has this counter spell uh, with uh, however few many charges are still in it of the counter spell. It doesn't seem like it had any kind of. Um, any kind of sickness spell or anything like that. Yeah, on it's it. not a rod um, of cause cancer. And you guys have seen like magic exist in this world um, without it making like, you know, regular people sick per se. You haven't seen like concentrated magic around like humans for very, for like a long, long time like this was, but it, you've never heard of magic just making people sick. It, like you've heard of spells that make people sick, but not just magic itself making people sick. So he got sick somehow. Maybe it was magic, but it wasn't this wand or this rod. And you guys do know that he, he claims to have seen more frogmen later in his life. And even one in the backyard. Um, and, uh, Give me some investigation checks as you guys kind of root through uh, the evidence on the table there for anything else that might be useful. I got a five. I got a 25. 20. All right. Again, uh, Norman, since he did his uh, since he did his celebrity impersonation, um, distraction has been just off his game. He's trying to shake the celebrity. He's like, wait, wait, did I absorb that guy or not? Norman, give us some 1980s impersonations. You're going to have to tell me who these people are because I don't really know time periods <laughs> like you do. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he said I do an impersonation of a time relevant uh, celebrity. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say I have the burden of finding out who those are. Do a Clint Eastwood. Uh, I, I don't remember what he sounds like. I just know he doesn't open his mouth a lot when he talks. <laughs> I, 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 Perfect. I, I, I can it's hear exactly your mouth. <laughs> I can hear how closed your mouth was. <laughs> I hate it so much. No, it was, it was so perfect. It, it, me, me and Mike loved it. <laughs> was it actually like on a scale of one to ten? Realistically, how was it? Because I don't know, remember what he sounds. I like. want to give like an eight point seven. Um, yeah, I was three. Like seven. Three? Uh, I don't trust Ryan because he's mad that I'm too good at it. Seven, <laughs> seven point five. Yeah, I, yeah, I like think- it. Mo- I like it more than that rating. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you sound like Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Probably. Oh, someone else who didn't open their talk are rifling through things, and you see another drawing. And Mikey, you're holding this drawing and looking at it, and it's a picture of a backyard and like a shed out there, and just a lone frogman drawing kind of standing in the backyard staring directly at the house with what looks like a rod in his hand pointed towards the house Lawrence with your 25 you walk up and see the picture and you kind of like turn Mikey around and Mikey holds the picture up and you guys look out the back window from where you're standing and it is from that perspective the picture's drawn from looking out that back window he saw a frogman apparently this drawing out back with its wand pointed at the house and it's dated down in the corner about five years ago and you ask the the kids when their dad got sick and they tell you about five years ago mm, I don't like that Sounds like a frogman. Frog cancer. Frogs flew in the water. We make our evil spells. Spells give me cancer. That is actually creepy though, but imagining that. I imagine it was in the fall. It's like dark, so he has it like shaded like very dark around the outsides and there's just kind of like the light coming off the house and the light coming off the shed in the backyard way in the back that like kind of illuminate like this frogman's eyes and the rod no don't what? do that <laughs> don't cast magic in public you literally no. ran out the front door you ran outside and cast magic elsewhere you're just gonna make you're just gonna make the macabre uh, frogman picture dance their dead father's <laughs> image is just going to start moving. No, I won't. Oh, but I should. No, you shan't. No. So you guys have the, uh, despite Lawrence's best uh, intentions of giving it back, you guys do have uh, the rod of counterspell mm-hmm. now. Oh, yeah, I'm going to hold on to that. Um, it has an unnamed amount of charges in it, as a matter of fact. Ewick, if you're going to hold on to it, roll me a d4. Uh, one charge it is. No, it's four charges. Excellent. So it has, you guys now have a rod of counterspell with four charges in it. You should no give way. that to me. 
You can cast you just said you, spell. You said you, it yourself. You can cast counter spell. You don't need a rod of counter spell. Now I can also counter it. So if someone counters your counter, I can then counter that. Noise. Mm. Yeah, that does make more sense. And then it's beautiful. If there's, if there's any other questions you guys have for uh, for the kids, or if there's any other of this evidence you guys want to take, any of the uh, any of the uh, the drawings or the notes of his encounter. Um, they would just like it returned at some point. No, I wrote down anything I needed to. Uh... Oh, actually, Mikey should probably take it. I just realized I can't cast counter spell when I'm wild shaped. Okay. Uh, all right. Mikey now has the rod of counter spell with four charges in it. Because if I'm wild could... shaped, I can't really do that. It would just be, you know, mm-hmm. mostly missed opportunity. You could probably literally just put like in one of those little like side boxes in your character sheet. Like it just says like counter spell and put four under it. But I digress. That's crunchy numbers. Um, mm. Crunchy character sheet stuff. Ooh. Crunch, 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 crunch. I think you guys are going to head uh, to the sheriff's after this. Yeah. Unless you want to go right for the frogs. But nah. Ryan was interested in the sheriff's. Um, I'm thinking what we'll do is it is about midnight. Do you guys want to do the sheriffs or do you guys want to do the sheriffs next week? All right. Yeah. I might, my, 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 th- my, my board here is getting kind of close to dying anyways. God knows when it's going to turn off. So we're all like this is a good, a good stopping <laughs> spot, but, uh, I hope you like the, uh, the kids there. I hope it was, I hope it was the, uh, the bit of. are actually up to something they actually i was i actually like was i was just i don't know why but while i was describing like you like the like the uh the image of you like holding the picture and like lauren kind of like turning you around like so you could see the perspective of the picture out the back uh back window and like i, I was like creeping my like the idea of like holding it up and like seeing like the picture of the frog and i was like I was, I was about five seconds from being like... And then you put the picture down and the frog guy standing there pointing yeah, around at you. About five seconds from doing it, and I was like, the minute I do it, Eric's going to shoot out the fucking window and chase a frog guy down. You know it. You <laughs> chasing that frog down. The minute I say there's a frog guy out there, I can't do anything. Like, Magic like, stone, I start throwing through the window with precision accuracy. I try to do like some element of horror to it, and Eric's like, Eric's like, not scared. I turn into an octopus and launch myself through the window. <laughs> I am the monster in this horror movie, and I just launch myself at it. <laughs> you forgot, this is my horror movie. Boy, I'm boy. in the title car. <laughs> Flailing Octopus 3. Of like, this oh, would be my last outing. Oh, oh shit, the frogman disappears in a cloud of smoke.
flames, <laughs> sword made of fire goes through its chest. I turn being it held by an octopus. I should have done that actually. <laughs> you, 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 you fall. You're like out the back after like hopping through the window and like breaking a part of their breaking their window. You're an octopus with 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 a sword, and like they're just like wait what? And the frog guy just disappears, and these people who have no money whatsoever now just have a broken like back wall and an octopus in their backyard. And I have to kill them for seeing me. You have to kill them for seeing it. <laughs> Because you can't buy out the entire town. I can only buy out two people that needed the boat. And but you can't even really buy the boat. You can just you can just assure that your company will uh, will make a report that that uh, that they can file with their insurance. The insurance can buy them a new boat. Oh, I filed hmm. a false insurance claim as a fake uh, as a real dead insurance agent. Oh yeah, no, that's right. I remember that. Yep. They're getting hmm. that boat. They're getting that boat. Well, um, yeah, next next week uh, will be uh, definitely more uh, combat heavy. So bring your combat boots for next week. Because... Oh, I'm going to wear them and only them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what, like once you guys are through with the sheriff, we're basically going to be heading into the 